What's up, everybody? It is Monday, May 24th, and what's that, Mitch? It's it's fucking Wednesday. Oh, I fucked up. I fucked up. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Go Pound Fucking Sand. I had a ton of shit to do this week, for fuck's sakes. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and over on Facebook, still not banned over there, Dennis M. Roy. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Uh, yeah, I do realize it's a little bit behind, but we... We're going to get back on track. We're going to get back on schedule. I plan on doing a doubleheader uh, two days in a row. We're going to deal with the AFC West and the AFC South. I got way too many fucking papers here because I was building spreadsheets and shit. Uh, but we do have a bit of stuff to talk about, and then we'll get into AFC West here today on this one. And then the next one that will be out uh, as well later tonight uh, will be the AFC South. Uh, we'll take a look at the ADP charts. We'll take a look at some of the fantasy pl- relevant players. Guys to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, take a look at anything for dynasty that might be dynasty related uh, on some guys here. But <sighs> let's deal with some of the news here. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is on fucking vacation. He went to a wedding in Hawaii. Big fucking deal. Nobody gives a fuck or at least should not give a fuck. Who cares? He didn't go to the voluntary OTAs. It's null and void. Who gives a shit? But Julio, on the other hand, uh, was kind of tricked into revealing (laughs) what's kind of going on, uh, or at least his feelings between him and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Good job, Shannon Sharp, on that one. Uh, Julio believes that he is gone. Where he's going to go, who knows? Now, he has said that he wants to go to the New England Patriots. Uh, but we will see what happens there. New England Patriots actually makes a hell of a lot of sense. So does the Tennessee Titans. Um, really, if you look at the depth charts and stuff, I still left the salary cap uh, that is available for the teams. Uh, take a look at that. There are several other teams that are available, but just kind of take a look, see if anything makes sense. Um, for now... We'll just uh, deal with him being on the Atlanta Falcons. We'll get to the NFC South uh, next week after the weekend. So <clears throat> we'll see if anything transpires between now and then. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, NFL stadiums are going to be full this season. The only two stadiums, I believe, that do not have uh the full capacity limit yet are Denver and Indianapolis, but those should be coming soon. Uh, and I'm Vinatieri, the kicker, former kicker of the Indianapolis Colts, and before that, the New England Patriots has retired today. 
threw in his paperwork there. He had a knee injury last year, so he is done. Ooh, Dallas hires ex-Giants head coach Ben McAdoo as a consultant. Ooh, maybe we should be fading Cowboys. Oof, oof. Ah, NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to a 208.2 million cap ceiling for two for the 2022 season. I uh, believe that's about a 30 million dollar increase. I believe it was at 178. Uh, if you give me a second, I will take a look at that. Uh, while you are waiting for that, though, I will tell you that. Running back Jeff Wilson of the San Francisco 49ers uh, has, uh, oh, no, that didn't go up very much at all. One hundred eight, one hundred eight, going up to, or two, 208, 208 ceiling. That's the same fucking ceiling as last year. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. It didn't really go up that much. Nothing at all. Holy fuck. Interesting. Uh Jeff Wilson had knee sur- had his knee scoped. Uh he's going to be out for four to six week uh four to six months. I apologize there. Uh, so basically he's gonna be on the pup lift pup list if not injury reserved for the whole year uh so that is going to move trey sermon up the ladder uh behind running back raheem mostert uh so dynasty shares or dynasty drafts we should take a look at trey sermon uh probably move him up now uh just a bit so you know, you can kind of, you know, it depends upon when your dynasty draft is. If it's coming up here, I would probably say you can take a shot at him late in the second, maybe even the mid-second if you want to in the in a 12-team league. So uh, definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, but for now, let's get into the AFC West. Uh, like I said, uh, everybody should have the current ADP tracking sheet. I sent that out on Monday. That was completed on Sunday. I meant to send it out Sunday night, but I uh, uh, kind of got busy with something else. Uh, not a big, not shouldn't be a huge deal. I doubt anybody's really drafting outside of best ball. And I, nothing really changes from week to week. So, um, But we're looking at Denver Broncos offense. We love the Denver Broncos offensive line. We've talked about this. Uh, they did bring in Bobby Massey, uh, formerly of the Chicago Bears. Uh, he should fit in at right tackle there. So solid line. Uh, now we need to take a look, um, not really at the quarterbacks. Right now it's Drew, it's Drew Locke battling with Teddy Bridgewater. Both are going in the you know late QB2, if not QB3 right now. Um, I'll give you the exact numbers on that. What we really need to take a look at is what's going on at running back between Melvin Gordon and Javante and rookie Javante Williams. Uh, we'll take a look at their ADP, see what we like there. Uh, and then it's going to be basically Cortland Sutton versus Jerry Judy. Uh, we're not going to really worry about Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler. Those would be guys. If you're in really super deep drafts, it'd be really super late 
in there. Not really too much on KJ Hamler. This is going to be pretty much a run-based offense. Um, Tim Patrick, I have some interest in uh, late in best ball drafts, but Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, those are the two main guys there. Next is going to be Noah Fant, and then whether or not we want to take a shot on his backup in Albert. Oh, I'm not going to fucking pronounce that name because I'm. there's no way I'm going to get it right. Uh, all right, fuck it. We'll try it. Oak, wooga, baba, no, 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 no. Yeah, see, Albert O. Albert O at tight end. So let's uh, just stick to the quarterbacks here. Let's see where we're at here right now. Way down the list. Way down the list. Where are you? Where are you? Oh, my God, I should have marked these. Drew Locke, he is coming in at uh, QB 40. <laughs> he's a QB 4. Oh, my God, he's a QB 4. Oh, no. Teddy Bridgewater comes in, actually, at the back end of the QB 3s at, at 36. So um, they have they had uh, Teddy Bridgewater moved up a spot from 37. Uh, Drew Locke moved down ooh, four spots. So not a lot of love there um, at all for the quarterbacks, which is to be expected. Uh, if one of them emerges and actually has any success in the offense, maybe it's somebody that we can look at later in the season, but I doubt it. it's going to be guys that we're going to want to stay away. Like I said, I still like Drew Locke. He can get the job done. The COVID season last year really killed him. Let's go to the running backs. Let's take a look here uh, at Melvin Gordon versus Javante Williams. Javante Williams, I believe, comes up first, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So he is RB25. So he's just outside the RB2 range. He's an RB3. Uh, pick 55, so you are looking at about a fifth-round pick for him. Melvin Gordon is coming in at RB29. He keeps he's actually keeps falling. He went from 25 to 27 to 29 now. He comes in at pick 72, so the end of the sixth round. So it is quite possible to get both running backs here. I am very high on Javante Williams. Like I said, I do believe he's going to have basically a Jordan Taylor type season like last year where it's going to start off slow, but he's going to finish hot. He's going to finish hot. If that offense does do the job that it is meant to get, (laughs) if it does the job that it's, it's meant to get done right with the running game, uh, Javante Williams, very, very good. I told said, and it's kind of funny because I said, uh, before the draft that when I looked at him, I thought he looked relatively like Nick Chubb. Guess what? That started coming out. That, that That's what the scouts were saying. I don't listen to the scouts at all. I heard that on Guru in the Morning this morning, um, which I had to chuckle and say, well, you guys are about a month behind on talking about this. So he's moving up. He is moving up in Dynasty drafts. I have him as my top pick overall. Like I said, it's you could switch between him and Najee Harris. It all depends if you need a guy right away out of the gate or if you're willing to wait on a guy. I believe in the talent. I do like the system that he is in. He has the offensive line already in front of him, unlike Najee Harris in uh, Pittsburgh. So that's why I'm willing to take the shot on Javante Williams. It is rather ballsy because... 
not a lot of people are on him or as high on him as I am. So will he go within, say, the top half, the top six, let's say, in a 12-teamer? Yes, he will probably go probably about five or six because there's a lot of people that want to go after Chase at wide receiver or they want to go over Pitts at tight end. So you, if you're if you're back in the in the first half of the first round, but you're back from you know from the first second pick, it's not like you have to acquire. Go ahead and acquire those picks, uh, or try to acquire that pick to draft him. You can probably wait for him. Um, another thing that you could probably do, and this is outside of dynasty drafts, but um, in regular redraft leagues, uh, like I said, I expect it to start slow. If it starts slow with him. And I will get the strength of schedule chart done by next weekend. Uh, so we'll be so after we get through all the teams, we'll be able to kind of look at strength of schedule, uh, have a fun look at that at least, uh, and we'll see if we can expect a slow start and whether or not we're going to be able to try to acquire him if we can't draft him. Okay. 55 is rather high for a guy that is not deemed a starter, but we may know by then when drafts come around at the back end of August. Realize it's only three months away. Three months or less right now. We've been working on this already for three months, so we are right at the midpoint of the off season. His number is only going to go up. So if you're in best ball right now, this is the time to buy him uh, or acquire him, I should say. Oh, God. I still expect him to go in the back end of the third round by the time draft season comes around. I have that feeling. I really should look at the ADP charts from last season and see where uh Jonathan Taylor was because I guarantee you this is all if I remember correctly this is very similar to how he was going up and up so that kind of is what it is Melvin Gordon like I said uh RB 29 uh pick 72 so you can handcuff him you can certainly handcuff him wide receivers we need to see where our wide receivers are they're gonna be way back here Cortland Sutton definitely is the first guy. Actually, we're only looking at Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. They're relatively close in terms of wide receiver ranking. Cortland Sutton comes in as wide receiver 31. So he's a wide receiver 3. Pick 74. That is up from pick 80 and wide receiver 32 last week. So he's starting to kind of climb up a little bit. Uh, well, he did start up at 31, dropped to 32, went up to 31. So he's kind of hovering right now. Uh, we'll see what happens. He is coming off an injury. Jerry Judy is wide receiver 35. He is pick 80. So six picks later, um, half a round later, he is up from 37, uh, from last week here. So you're looking at... You're looking at sixth round, seventh round right now uh, for both those wide receivers. Uh, tight end, where is my Noah Fant? He comes in at tight end nine, so he's a, uh, he's a tight end one overall uh, as far as uh, one through 12. Pick 94. 
It's not too shabby. Not too shabby there. He's actually dropped from tight end 7, uh, pick 89. So and it looks like he's kind of floating right around there. So we'll have to keep an eye on him. Nice late tight end grab. Um, barring any injury, he should be a safe tight end for most of the year. I actually think he's safer than probably uh, Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton as far as floor. Uh, but as far as ceiling, you're looking at Ju- you're looking at Judy and Sutton in this offense. But let's see where Albert O is going. Is Albert O going at all? No, Albert O is not even going at all. Wow, wow, wow. Defense looks pretty good um, overall as far as a player uh, player. Uh, 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 individual players and how this group has been built. Of course, they acquired the uh, first rounder Patrick Sertain from Alabama. Got themselves a nice backup safety in Caden Stearns out of Texas and Jamar Johnson from Indiana uh, in the fifth round. So they're they've been building up the secondary for the most part, uh, building up some backup linebacker. Uh, depth as well so fixed uh, they fixed the holes that they needed to fix that's basically what we that's basically what we are looking at and that's great uh denver defense is going to be defense number 16 uh that's that's really fucking low you're not even taking them as one of your first defenses so uh back into the draft hopefully we can get them that would be wonderful what do we got next? Ooh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah, everybody wants to know where the fuck all these Kansas City players are going. I know that. So let's not disappoint you. Let's go talk about it because we are going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. going to be rather too high, I think, this year um, compared to some of the other quarterbacks that are especially one that is returning. Um Running backs, we're going to look at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Maybe take a look at Daryl Williams, see where his handcuff is going. Uh, Wide receivers, we're going to be looking mostly at just Tyreek Hill. Uh, There's been some love for Cornell Powell out of Clemson. I am not on him. Uh, Not looking at Demarcus Robinson, uh, Byron Pringle, or McCole Hardman in any draft whatsoever. I'm done with the fucking McCole Hardman thing. Uh, if he pops, I'll worry about it in DFS. Um, but he's so fucking hit or miss, and he's been mostly miss uh, since being drafted a couple seasons ago. So tight end, of course, we know Travis Kelsey. And then we'll take a look at this KC defense, see what everybody looks likes over here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the top quarterback. He's the QB1 going at pick 28 right now. So you're looking at right right about the beginning of the uh, third round. Um, I'm not really going to lean on Patrick Mahomes this year. Um, I did draft him in one league just because I wanted to try it out. That was the serious league. Um, Got third in that league doing that. I wish I wouldn't have fucked around with it. I could have taken that league. but, But, like, when you have a guy like, say, Dak Prescott coming back and he's the QB4 for Dallas, um and you're looking at pick 48, so you're looking at back into the four, um, round five, I would much rather wait for Dak than to really go after 
uh, Patrick Mahomes, to be completely honest with you. And even, like, say, Lamar Jackson, who's going in the fourth round right now at QB5, no problems with it. No problems with it whatsoever. Running backs, let's see where our Clyde Edwards Lair is. He is going as RB16, pick 23. So right at the back end of the second round, uh, I think that is actually a pretty good spot for him. Right now that is, he's stagnant at 16, uh, jumped up from pick, pick 26 to pick 23. So he has moved up a little bit. Um, from last week. Uh, let's go down here. We got where's Daryl Williams? Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams, where are you? Daryl Williams going as RB59, 182. So, yeah, you won't have to worry about it if you want to handcuff or not. Um, just remember that you'd have to probably spend fab money if something happens to Clyde Edwards, a layer there. Uh, Again, the only wide receiver that we're going to take a look at here is Tyreek Hill. Uh, consensus wide receiver one, pick nine. So right, right in about the three-quarter mark of a 12-team league. Two picks ahead of the wide receiver two in Devontae Adams. Um, I don't know if I'm completely set in stone that I'm going to have Tyreek Hill be the wide receiver one. But thank God I've got a couple months to really do it, think about it before messing around with the ADP. Because I'm telling you right now, even without even without Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, I might still think of Devontae Adams as being the wide receiver one just for the plain simple fact that he is the first look read um, in that offense. Now you can make a case. You can make the case that he's Rogers' guy, not Love's guy. Um, that's all well and good, but I don't think there's going to be that much of a drop off. Even when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, uh, Devontae Adams was still able to get the job done. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Travis Kelsey at tight end. He is, of course, consensus number one uh, overall. Pick eight right in front of Tyreek Hill. So you got the two the two main targets for Patrick Mahomes there. Um, again, it, it's so top-heavy with Kansas City that it's really hard for me to want to do Patrick Mahomes just because if Kelsey or Tyreek Hill get hurt, Mahomes is pretty much going to be fucked because there's just nothing. There's nothing really... There's nothing else. There's not really a guy that can stop, step up to be the number two target in Kansas City's offense, outside of if you want to make a case for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But if you're saying that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be the second main target, then I think Casey's season is lost. Uh, defense, Kansas City's defense is defense number 12. There is always an opportunity for return touchdowns, and they do uh, sometimes tend to, um, God, what do I say, opportunistic. They're able to uh, get their hands on the ball, force turnovers, uh, sacks, and whatnot. I mean, the front line, as far as a pass rush, is, is great still. Um 
but their run defense is still fucking horrible. Um, we're really going to have to see what happens with Nick Bolton, uh, the rookie out of Missouri, uh, see if he can knock off Anthony Hitchens. Hitchens was a big... He, man, he was such a fucking liability last year in that run defense. But they usually utilize a nickel and dime uh, type defense, which means that they're only using uh, two linebackers at a time. And it is a rather weak spot behind Willie Gay uh, Jr. at the other linebacker spot with Darius Harris and Dorian O'Daniel. Um so really, the Kansas City defense, we should be looking um, at running backs again this season. I don't see why not. Um, but again, it's it, the teams are going to have to really kind of stay ahead or at least be competitive uh, for those running backs to stay involved. So it is what it is. Let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders offense. We got Derek Carr at uh, quarterback. Uh Shared back, it's a shared backfield. I don't care what anybody says. Josh Jacobs is the RB1 for the team, uh, but you're going to have Kenyon Drake there. It's really going to fuck things up, especially when you have Jalen Richard and then they had um, basically brought in Theo Riddick, who will have a whole healthy offseason here. Uh, wide receivers, you're looking at Henry Ruggs, John Brown, who came over from Buffalo, and Hunter Renfro in the slot. Now you Probably will have Willie Sneed in there from time to time in the slot as well. So I would probably say Hunter uh, Hunter Renfro I'm not dealing with, and I'm probably going to stay away from in DFS um, as long as Willie Sneed is on that team. There has been a little bit of talk about maybe Brian Edwards stepping up and possibly being a full-time starting uh, wide receiver here, uh, but I'm not going to take any shots on him, uh, even in best ball, to be honest. Uh, last but certainly not least, you have the tight end, Darren Waller. Now we do have to worry about uh, uh, Darren Waller getting wittened here uh, from time to time with one Foster Moreau and maybe Derek Carrier. I'm just fucking kidding. That that was a terrible thing to say last year. That was really fucking terrible. Darren Waller, uh, the stud, actually the top target for this offense. But we are going to take a look at the quarterback first. Uh, Derek Carr is not even going as a QB2. Really? Really? QB26? And he's dropped down from QB20? That That is ridiculous. Best balls, man, you can get him as a third quarterback. Even as a second quarterback, I think he'll be fine. He had a decent year last year. I don't know why, why they're fucking hating on him. That's terrible. That is terrible. Running backs, let's take a look at both Jacobs and Drake. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going as RB19, so back end of the RB2s at pick 37. Blech. Not really digging it. I'm not digging it. Kenny and Drake's going to take off a lot. This is, this is going to ultimately be the complete horseshit that we were always talking about with the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's what's going to happen here. So I'm not going to take a shot probably on Josh Jacobs unless you're telling me that he slipped so far that I'm able to get him as an RB4, uh, maybe as an RB3. Uh, but outside of that, I I have no interest uh, Kenyon Drake, his running mate, is going to be RB34 at pick 91. 
So about an eighth round pick. It's probably about right eighth round, but I'm going to tell you this. I probably won't mess around with Kenyon Drake unless he slips into the ninth, tenth round. Um, let guys kind of get on some of these starters uh, for the shitty teams first, and then I'll probably pick up Kenyon Drake in the back end. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. So no Josh Jacobs. Uh, unless, like I said, RB three, RB four, um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push the envelope there. I'll get a, I'll get a good wide receiver before I take uh, Josh Jacobs this year. Uh, let's take a look, see what our, where our wide receivers are going. They're gonna be going super fucking late, super late. Nelson Aguilar would have went way higher. If he was still in Las Vegas. So Henry Ruggs goes off at wide receiver 63. Oh, my God, 164. These guys aren't even drafted basically in a regular 12-team league. John Brown, wide receiver 67. Holy shit. Brian Edwards, wide receiver 79. Yeah, so you can just sit on it. You can just sit on it and not do a fucking thing if you really want to. Uh, everybody knows it's going to be Darren Waller bust. He is tight end two, uh, pick 26. So just outside the second round, third round, uh, you could convince me it is very expensive still, uh, but you could convince me not to draft Kelsey and wait for Waller on that back end, um, especially after the two, three turn, but it would really be dependent upon, who else is there uh, for wide receiver and running back? Um, but Darren Waller, I will. I I'm I'm gonna watch that ADP. I want to see it drop. It dro- It has dropped in three consecutive weeks. Uh, he was still tight end two, but he dropped from the 18th pick to the 22nd to the 26th. So something's pushing down his ADP, and it's, it has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do um, with injury. Nothing like that. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Uh, especially, man, if he went to the back end of the fucking third round, man, I'd be all over that like a hobo on a ham sandwich. So uh, let's see here. Last but certainly not least, we have the LA Chargers. Uh, no, we're not messing with the Vegas Raiders defense. No. Who the fuck asked that question? Fuck you, Mitch. Fucking dumbass. Oh, my God. All right, so we're going to have second-year quarterback in Justin Herbert. Uh, I am interested in him. Um, Joe Lombardi comes over from New Orleans, but I wouldn't expect a New Orleans-style offense, uh, per se. I would expect more of a ground-and-pound, play-action um type team here. Now the defense still isn't all that great. And we should talk I should have talked about that with Las Vegas. Las Vegas is going to be throwing. Um that's why I kind of like Derek Carr because uh, that defense is still horrible. Um this defense isn't nearly as bad. It's not as deep as I would like it. Um the front four is actually pretty decent with uh Joey Bosa, Linval Joseph, Justin Jones and Joe Gassiano. So I have some thoughts that that defense is going to be a little bit better this year. 
Uh, so you might see a little bit more ball control, but I do like Justin Herbert if he's drafted in the right spot. Uh, but we will get to that. Austin Eckler, you know me. If he's anywhere near the first round, I'm not going to fucking touch him. Um, as an RB2 for my team, sure. Uh, but I would not want to draft him probably higher than mid to late second. It's kind of just like last year, and I was right about it. I was fucking right about it. So if you drafted him higher, if you drafted him in the back end of the two, or uh, back end of one, front end of two, I fucking told you not to draft him there. Uh, wide receivers, you're going to have, of course, Keenan Allen. He's going to slip into the slot in the three wide receiver sets. Mike Williams and Tyron Johnson I have scheduled in there right now as the third wide receiver. Now Josh Palmer, the rookie out of Tennessee, I really, really like. I think he can take over that spot, uh, but that's going to take some time. I would not expect him to make an immediate impact, even if he becomes the third wideout. I don't expect him to have some kind of rookie breakout year like uh, what Justin Jefferson did last year. So uh, Justin Herbert right now is going as the QB7 at pick 64. So you're looking at the front end of the sixth round. No, I am not. I am not doing that. Now that has dropped down from pick 51 the previous week. So that's the 13 pick drop. So people are kind of coming off of them. I like I said, I do expect it to be a little bit more ball control. Um, not not to, trying to take away anything from Justin Herbert. I just don't think you're going to expect a growth spurt this year. Uh, it's either going to be stagnant or it's going to fall. I think it would be a little bit kind of like um, Baker Mayfield two seasons ago where he kind of felt now maybe not a full-out fucking crash, but um, just not where where it's going to make you happy drafting him early. Uh, you're not going to get that value back because I just don't see him having the same coming near those same stats as his rookie year. Um, Austin Eckler, where are you going right now? He's RB8. He's going at pick 10 overall. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Now, he was at 14 the week before. Still a little bit too high, but at least it was a little bit more reasonable. We're going to wait and see what happens with this. Um, you know, there's pros and cons to both sides, right? Uh, a front or Both sides of the argument on Austin Eckler. We don't know really fully what the offense is going to be, but we're expecting, you know, stuff to go go a little bit through Eckler, right? That's the case for Eckler. He's going to be, you know, he's a pass-catching type back. He's a smaller back, so he can't stay uninjured. That's kind of my concern. That's kind of why we were on Joshua Kelly last year uh, as a rookie, possibly go in there. He dropped the fucking ball on us. That really sucked. Um, Justin Jackson, his running mate, I really don't have any interest in, um, although we should really check out his ADP uh, for a possible handcuff here. Um, they drafted uh, Larry Roundtree the third out of Missouri in the sixth round, so, I mean, he's really got to, you know, try and make the team first, but um, so I'm not really on him. Didn't really care much for him anyways. Justin Jackson, where the fuck are you? Uh, 
there's Larry Roundtree. Where the fuck is Justin Jackson? Hmm. Oh. Oh. Sort and filter. Find. Find. Where's Justin Jackson? There he is. RB66, <laughs> 236 overall. Yeah, so nobody's drafting him. So, yeah, it kind of is what it is. So, uh, it's Austin Eckler bust, really. Um, like I said, back end of, our, of round two, I'm perfectly fine with, fine with it uh, up to the middle of round two. But anything earlier, uh, I am completely staying away from him. Wide receivers. And we did forget to talk that Jared Cook actually came over from New Orleans at tight end, so we're going to have to look at him. But uh, Keenan Allen going as wide receiver 9, pick 29 overall. So he's up a little bit from last year where he ended up. So he kind of earned that respect back. He's got the eye. He's really a favorite of Justin Herbert. So I don't really have any concerns with him going in the third round like that. Um, got hurt late in the year again. But it is what it is. Um, Mike Williams is wide receiver 51, 126 overall. So you're looking at about the 11th round. Boomer boss type guy. You could do worse. I mean, you'd be paying up for some of the other uh, boomer bust guys here. So really in the 11th round. But I'm just kind of staying away from fucking Mike Williams, man. Because he just fails us like every goddamn year. So... That's what I think about Mike Williams. Jalen Guyton, wide receiver 100. So there's a lot of people on Jalen Guyton. Like he's going to take over that third spot. Granted, this is all mostly like best ball type stuff. Tyron Johnson, 128. Hmm. Oh, Josh Palmer, here he is, wide receiver 102. So he's two picks right behind Jalen Guyton. So they're actually pretty high on him um, for the third-round pick. I do like him. I like the kid. He's really good. Best ball, I'd definitely grab him super late. Uh, let's see here. So we got to look up Jared Cook at tight end. Uh, he is going as tight end 26, uh, pick 206 overall. So no need to really worry about it if you need to get ahead of somebody on that one. Uh, LA Chargers defense is actually down to defense number 14. That's down from 13, uh, but then up from 15 the first week after the draft there. So they're hovering. I don't know how much they'd be a real sleeper defense here. So... Um, so basically the way I'm looking at it, as far as the AFC West goes, uh, guys, I'm kind of keeping my eye on. We'll start in Denver, go to Kansas city, uh, Vegas, and then LA. So guys, I'm keeping an eye on here. Uh, Javante Williams with Melvin Gordon, uh, Noah Fant, uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I like them all. Uh, in the right spots, and they are kind of going in the right spots, you know, rather cheap. So, uh, but don't get too heavy on Denver Broncos um, unless you're going Javante Williams, and then you're par- you're trying to pair him up with Melvin Gordon. Then I think you're okay there. Kansas City, it's 
uh, for me, it would be Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Those are the only two that I'm looking at. I'm not looking at uh, Patrick Mahomes there. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, yes, at the back end of uh, round two. Definitely in round three if he slips there. Uh, Vegas Raiders offense, Derek Carr in a two-quarterback league uh, or super flex. I will take him as my quarterback three. Josh Jacobs, I'm not I'm not going to do unless I can get him at an RB3, but I'm not forcing the issue with him. He's got a draft in the back end of the fourth round, fifth round if he can. Uh, Kenny Drake, some interest there, uh, mostly just in case something happens to Josh Jacobs, but he will be involved in the offense. And then for the L.A. Chargers, I will look at Justin Herbert. I'm going to follow that one. I want to see if he continues to drop. I would really like to see there. Like I said, Austin Eckler, uh, middle to back of the second round is the earliest that I would take a look at him. Uh, Keenan Allen is fine in the third round. Mike Williams in the 11th. You could do a hell of a lot worse. So that's AFC West. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, hit me up. Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead. DM me. Keep it in the family here at RoyDog underscore 13 or message me on the instant messenger through Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. (sighs) Let's move on. Let's just move on. We got to do the South next. We will do the South next. See you. See you.